there again welcome to another tom and perry music show this is show number seven isn't it tom it is perry uh is it friday already do i have to go to school mom no 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 it's not i don't even know what day it is usually (laughs) what do we do this we sometime midweek we end up doing these right yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) from earth yes but uh so let me ask you a question before we get into anything else um How's your brother okay. Pete? I know your brother Pete lives in Florida, kind of in uh, Hurricane Alley or something. So how's he doing? Yep. Well, thanks for asking. Uh, I just talked to him this morning, as a matter of fact. Um, he's fine. He got his power back on. It passed over. Um, the whole town's ruined, but um, he's in a particularly good spot. He's uh, on a golf course. <laughs> Lucky him. Um, <laughs> there's not a lot of stuff around him. So, you know, it's not like, you know, a building's going to fall on him or anything like that. So he, he withstood right. it. Um, he lost power for about 16, 18 hours, but he's fine. He says, you know, he's ready to go about his thing. <laughs> but thank well, you for good. asking. I will pass along your good wishes. I'm, uh, please do. I'm glad I'm glad he's fine. So, um, okay. so this. This week, we're going to talk about the great songwriter, Paul Williams. Paul Williams, yes. Paul Williams, great songwriter. Uh, Perry, before yeah. we start, though, I have to do a little, um, can I do a correction from our last uh, sure. yeah. last show? I could not think of this guy's name, the drummer for the replacements on the last tour. He's worked yeah, with Paul Westberg yeah. a lot. Josh Freeze. Josh Freeze? Josh Josh Freeze, yes, he's the drummer. And Perry, this guy has worked with everybody. By everybody, I mean he's been around for about twenty-five years, or yeah, you know, around nineteen ninety-two. But um, plays with Devo. He played on uh, Bruce Springsteen's last record. He has a cut on. Um, he just—he's one of these studio cats, man. So he he's plays a with session everybody. guy, right? Uh, he did. He's a session guy. He did a couple of years with Guns N' Roses, your favorite band. Um, Axel von Duesbach. He co-wrote. <laughs> Didn't mean to poke the stick, to poke the bear there, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he co-wrote uh, Chinese Democracy. But check this out, Perry. This will this will this will feed into your anti-axle thing. Mm-hmm. So he recorded for that album. He recorded like over thirty songs for Chinese Democracy, really? and of course, oh, that's right. it was a two-three record yeah. set or something, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, it took forever, but he left the band. I don't know what the circumstances are. I don't know if it was good or whatever. Axel Rose had a uh, the new drummer come in and re-record every part. Oh boy, because they didn't want to pay every single part, either, right? <laughs> oh gosh, who knows? Who knows what political horseshit was going on there? But uh, I don't know. I mean, Axel you Rose. get a guy who's a good drummer who does this part. Yeah, Axel I mean, unless Rose the guy was a terrible arsehole. drummer. He's an arsehole, <laughs> Axel Rose. Uh, that's the English spelling, not the American spelling. <laughs> yes. It's like uh, shite. <laughs> they say yes. shite a lot. <laughs> I say shite a lot, too. But so we were so going to. I just wanted about, to. I just wanted. Oh, the correction of. Uh, go ahead. I, no. So when you say he yeah, co I just, wrote, when he, you said he co wrote Chinese Democracy, meaning the song, is there a song called Chinese Democracy? The or? song. The song. Yeah, the this song. is a song, okay. Chinese Democracy. I've never heard it. <laughs> I'm sure it's, you know, whatever. But that's the name of the record. And um, 
Jeez, I don't know, but he's played with a lot, a lot, a lot of people, you know, and he's a really good yeah. drummer. So well, I just wanted to get that out I, I there. Never I didn't heard mean to slight anybody. I never <laughs> heard the record, never will, because I'm not a fan of Gypsy, Axel Rosalie, the... <laughs> oh, shit. But anyway. Uh, yeah, Guns N' Roses are great, you know, but anyway. Well. Right. Uh, Paul Williams. Paul, Paul Williams, Williams Mr. and then we're going to have a live look back. Of course, every show we must have it. Yeah. We'll have trivia, trying to stump Perry. Uh, some trivia, um, maybe a couple successful. of extra stray subjects. Yeah. So, um, of course, of course. How about we uh, we start with Paul Williams? Okay. Right now, we now, know. Paul, you, you know, I, I have to say that Paul Williams had a songwriting partner. Uh, oh, really? Um, some of the songs that I'm going to be talking about, Roger Nichols, was his songwriting partner. Oh, Perry, I didn't know it was a part. I thought it was just him. Well, no, no. There's, uh, there's usually uh, most okay. of these. Uh, All right. All right. You know, it's like Backrack David, right? But most people just figure it's Burt Backrack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, okay. So, for instance, um, I think I have a sample of a song that uh, Paul Williams wrote with his uh, partner, and um, okay, I think let's see if we can hear it. Oh, Perry. I didn't know he wrote this. A number one hit. Probably. Yeah. I always like hearing this on the radio. I was just going to say, if you're from a certain age, you hear this on the radio. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, I always it's like the part where it goes. It's Here comes the best part. We start out walking and learn to Uh-oh, is this where they rock out? Yeah. Yes, we've just begun. With the rock horns. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, and, you know, I, I wonder if they knew they were, like, writing the greatest wedding song of all time. No. <laughs> <laughs> Right? You get a free chicken cordon bleu I mean, with every person. How many weddings do you think that song has been uh, played at, right? When you hear it, you should hear, will you be having the prime rib or the chicken? <laughs> <laughs> so that was yeah, the, that was the number been, one yeah. hit written by Paul Williams and uh, Roger Nichols, I Big believe. Big smash. And uh, he had a few of them okay. with the Carpenters. Another, here's another one. Oh. Gee, what days of the week are these, Perry? <laughs> Mondays always get me down. Uh, they do. They do. I don't like Mondays. Talking to myself. What a voice. I was just going to say, she had a wonderful, wonderful yeah. voice. And I'm proud to say, I have the Carpenter's greatest hits. Do you really? Not a guilty pleasure. On no. No. On Good music is good music, Perry. On, on CD, compact disc, yeah. Oh. Yep. So that's even more props, because that means you had to actively go out and buy it, you know, within the last few years. I, I, well, it this was a long like time ago. This wasn't like an inherited family bought, heirloom yeah, or something. That... No, no. I, oh, I actually went out and found that record, yep, and bought that record. Oh, he also- yeah. uh, Carpenters are great. And that was another number one hit, by the way. And he also okay. had- uh, I won't last a day without you. I'm not sure about that one, but that was a number one hit written by Paul Williams as well. Okay. 
And now I know he wrote some songs for Three Dog Night. Oh, I think I have a sample of uh, one of the uh, uh, number four hit for Three Dog Night. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Barry, <laughs> <laughs> this song is great. It is. Just to know. By the way, Chuck Negron, my favorite singer in Three Dog Night. There Thank, you go. I think he there has the go. best voice out of all of them. No, who was it? It was King. Uh, and they wouldn't let him back in the band. Who's was the other guy? Really? Yeah. I want to hear the chorus. Lay it on us. Just an old-fashioned love song. Show for you and me. Great song, oh, Perry. Yeah. Number when that breaks hit. down at the end, it just keeps going on. Just, just an old song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the band blows up. It's great. Yep. That yo, know, people, people malign AM radio in the seventies. Man, it had so many good jewels like that. Oh yeah. Oh, yep. Man. What's that other song, uh, Perry? Do you know the other singers in that band? Who was the guy who did um? Well, coming there was, there was Danny Hutton and okay. Corey. I think that's the one who did that. I, I you know, I, I can't think of his name. I'm sorry. I'm insulting the uh, the memory that's of right. these guys. But that's uh, right. So there was it's the uh, Tom and Perry music show. We never let the facts yep. get in the way. It was Chuck Negron, Danny Hutton, and Corey oh. something or other. I'll oh, uh, I'll get back great. to you next show about who the third member of. Uh, Three Dog Night was. Okay. But they also had uh, a couple of other hits. They had a song called The Family Man. That was number 15 by Paul Williams as well. And another one, uh, Out in the Country, I think it was called. That was another one. I don't know if that was a B-side or an album cut. I've never heard a Three Dog Night album, so I really couldn't tell you what some of the album cuts are. Singles band, yeah. 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 So Paul Williams, man. Yeah, he's driving around in a nice shiny new car with the royalties from those. Well, songs. he uh well he is uh also he had a number one hit with uh this one with Barbara Streisand. Barbara. This was all over radio. In the morning. Oh god. <laughs> Don't shoot me from the left side. It must be from the right. (laughs) What a voice, though. What a voice, though. Like butter. What a voice, yeah. Fresh as the morning air. (laughs) 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 So, morning is spelled M A W I N G. Morning. (laughs) But there was a little thing behind that because apparently Barbara Streisand wrote the melody to that song. And uh, really? I guess Paul's in the. She was in the studio with Paul, and he was playing that, and she came up with the melody. So that's that song's written by Paul Williams and Barbara Streisand. Really, like yeah. she needs the yep. money, but uh, yeah, wow, well, okay. Yeah, Paul well, Williams, she's an man. artist. She's an artist. Now, also Helen Reddy. He had, a, he had a smash uh, hit oh, with Helen yeah. Reddy, a number one hit. Another one. It was called "You and Me Against the World." <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But uh, you know, uh, 
I, I wanted to get it, but in, you know, in the beginning of the song, it's like, mommy, mommy. Like, so no, no. <laughs> so, I didn't want to do a sample act. Oh, my so, God. So, it's like... Oh, it's like the Center for Exploited Kids yeah, or something. Yeah, I didn't want to, uh, you know. Uh, well, I guess, I you know, laugh at that. I'm not sure if that was from a movie, you know, like, uh, you know, but, you know, the mother effects. and child on their own or something, you know. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. There's always yeah. a story, Perry. <laughs> uh, and in 2010, he also uh, he also wrote a song that Richard Barone, uh, you and I know from the bongos. Richard Barone? Richard Those Barone. bongos, yes. Yeah. It's called uh, Silence is Our Song. And uh, I saw a clip okay. of him playing it live with an acoustic guitar. And he says, I wonder this how song... that came about. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's quite interesting because Richard Barone, in certain circles, I mean, this guy, you know, he does Broadway and. Uh, right, so right. I, yeah, I did know that. And yeah, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, I saw a, a clip of him playing it live with a, just an acoustic guitar. And he said, This song was written by my friend Paul Williams. Quite interesting. interesting. Isn't yeah, interesting. Yep. You know these songwriters and, like you, Perry. You, you you're just always writing songs. You know, <laughs> it's, well, you don't give it up. You know, no. It's just when it comes to you, it comes to you. And now uh, Paul Williams, calling. of course, in I, in 2009 was uh, elected president of ASCAP. And uh, I'm not really? sure the what is the acronym ASCAP. What is that? What does that stand for? The uh, American Society. Uh, of society of compo com um, composers and performers. Well, he is was the president American of American Society of Composers and Performers. ASCAP, okay. and they're the ones who what? Yes, track royalties for uh, uh, the artists. Right, a big a big songwriting clearinghouse. That their 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 traditional job would be to. Um, you know, uh, make sure the the accounting's right with the publishing because usually, you know, half goes to the company, half goes to the artist. Someone's got to keep track of it. So usually they do. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> now, in the old days, they used to do it. They would check, you know, jukeboxes to see yeah. who plays, oh, and right, they would also right, see, right. you know, sheet. Sh yeah, that yeah. was one of the big, big things. Was you know, you'd go to the jukebox and check yeah. out the counters on there it was mechanical. So that oh, you know, that always opens it up to huge um, areas of corruption, um, and also. Um, Sheet music sales. They used to yes. do a lot with that. You know, so uh, they would I, I monitor remember, things like that and make sure you get your. Yep. I remember looking at records as a kid, and, you know, sometimes it would say ASCAP on it, yeah. sometimes it would say BMI, which I suppose is the there other go, company. BMI. Right? I don't know what that one is. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it does. Yeah. Yep. Well, anyway, that was, uh, you know, the, for that one. and of course, Paul Williams has written so many, so many songs. This is just a few, sure. like I, I spoke of five right. number one hits already, three with the Carpenters, one with Helen Reddy, one with Barbara Streisand, right. and uh, a number four yep. hit and, with you know, Three Dog, Dog Night, Night, right? I'm sure there's a bunch of other songs. I, I mean, the guy, you know. Some of these songwriters are just so prolific and so successful. I know he did something with like a Saturday morning cartoon theme show. He did a couple of things like that. You know, he just did always, some Sesame you know, Street stuff. things. Yeah, yep. And uh, also, um, I saw a documentary on this group Daft Punk, the French duo. Oh yeah, okay. The guys the, who wear uh, the masks and the helmets. They, and they wear they wear robot helmets. Yeah, and nobody really knows what, what they look like. What was that they're they're like da, sort of an electronica da, da, da. electronica duo. Yes, yes, they had some dance stuff, right? And Paul Williams really likes them. They like Paul Williams. They may have worked together. Uh, Giorgio Moroder. Really? I, I, I think Giorgio Moroder may have passed away, but I think he worked with them 
at uh, one point, or they really admire Giorgio Marauder also. So, um, and also Nile Rogers and uh, Pharrell Williams have worked with them. In fact, when they won a Grammy, really, I believe Nile Rogers and Pharrell Williams. Is this Pharrell Williams, right? Yeah. Who had that big giant I think hit? That's how you say it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. They came up to accept the Grammy uh, for Daft Punk because the two balloon heads weren't there. <laughs> no, no, no. That's just they. They. Well, I. I suppose with them, the music was the important thing. Who, what we look like didn't matter. That wasn't part of the equation. And so you know, I, and, and I kind of admired that too. Yeah. D- absolutely, and they're dumb like a fox too. And they're done with their, you know that career they can be have normal lives people won't recognize them on the street or anything like that i mean i don't know if that's such a big hardship but well they were you yeah, know they were idea. in bands prior to uh starting daft punk and they were you know just the oh. normal musicians everyone knew who they were but then when they became daft punk they uh they decided to uh you know we're just gonna wear ro- we're electronica so why not just wear robots right. be robots so uh, that was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Paul like Williams, it. by the way, is in that documentary discussing uh, Daft Punk. Yeah. Really? Now, Perry, wasn't there another, um, I, I seem to recall a few years back, there was a documentary just on Paul Williams. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Am I'm I like, wrong I'll about that? I'll find it somewhere. No, yeah, no I'm yeah, sure there, there is. A, yeah. Yep. He, interesting guy. Interesting guy, man. I know he had interesting uh, guy. some issues yeah. with, uh, yeah. Wow. I mean, you yeah, know, we seem plus, so young when we were kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, plus, you know, he's a comedic <laughs> actor, but I didn't want to go into the acting, uh, you know, the acting. Yeah, bit, I'm but, sure. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to go into his his songwriting. Yeah, uh, prolific ability. songwriter. Yeah. So do you Good want deal. to go into a live look back or do you want to do a little trivia? Apparently it's all, you know, it's all up to you, man. You want to, let, let's shoot some trivia. I want to, I want to, I want to, all I right. want to hook, I want to let's, hit Perry. Okay, let's uh, do some trivia. So we've been tormented Perry for the last, you know, six, seven shows. <laughs> yes. With the, the now the trivia, as always, all our trivia comes from Classic Rock presents the Ultimate Rock and Roll Quiz Book, with over one thousand questions, and we're slowly working our way towards it, trying to stump Perry. All right, let's start you off with a really easy one, Perry. All right, we'll just you know, it's kind okay. of a little little warm up. Okay. Got it. Um, okay, ready? Yes. Okay. Before playing in Journey. Which band were guitarist Neil Schoen and keyboard player Greg Rowley both members of? Easy one. That were, They Easy were one. in a group called Santana, oh, and they were teenagers. They were, <laughs> they were young. I mean, Neil Schoen, when he was at yeah. Woodstock, I don't know when he was born, but he was a teenager at Woodstock, was he not? Well, um, they all joined, unfortunately, uh, no, they all joined after the first record. The first record is just Santana. And then um, Neil Schoen and Greg Rowley were on uh, Abraxas, which is the second one. Really? Yeah, with the big, uh, uh, big giant hits that had um, uh, not Oyo Komova, Got a Black Woman, Black Magic Woman, uh, right, Peter, Green, a, Peter Green song. Is that Fleetwood Peter Mac. Green? I no believe shit. Peter Green wrote that. The guy who was one of the original uh, Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac, Mac members, right? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, they yeah they joined for that, but they were they were kids. But Perry knocks it out of the park. That was the easy one. And what about know, that I, drummer in? Uh, Santana, now, that uh, guy Mike. was young, and well, well he, he was supposed was he the drummer from the first record. Yes, he was the he was the youngest person to play at Woodstock. Uh, what's his name? His name was don't tell me, don't tell me. Um, Michael Shreve. Wow, 
Right. And he was like 19 years old at Woodstock. He was some he, drummer, great, man. Great drummer. Soul sacrifice. Hopefully, hopefully still alive and uh, still out there. Yeah. Shit. Let's see. He'd be, God, he'd be in his 70s now. Wow, Perry. God, we're getting old. All right. Let's, let's wow. go back to some trivia. Okay. Let's, uh, we we got to stump, but we got to, we got to. We got to stop parrying his tracks here. Here's another one. Ah, eh, this one's a little, eh, eh, this one's a little easy, but whatever. okay. Roger Taylor was the name of a drummer in two different bands. Name the bands. Well, of course, the uh, Queen. Yes. Right. Yes. And I believe. Will Perry get the second one? Yes, I'm going to get the second one. I believe it's Duran Duran. Oh my God. <laughs> Perry, and unstoppable. What what movie was was it from? Where the, someone used Duran Duran? Was it like a James Bond movie or something? No, that's or, from um, uh, Duran Duran. That is from. Oh, I know uh, it's from. It's from Barbarella. Yes, Jane Fonda. It's from Barbarella. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Duran Duran was what? Some an evil guy or something? I don't. Know. I don't know. But I got to give him credit just for coming up with that name. I I vote. You know, Duran Duran has always been. Uh, I don't want to call it a guilty pleasure, but I always liked Duran. Duran. I, you know, I never really liked, uh, I never really liked, you know, hungry, like, uh, I, I suppose, I, you know what it is with me? I suppose it was because I was so anti-MTV yeah. at that time yeah. that I just didn't want to have anything to do with it. But I saw a documentary on them a year ago, whatever, right. and I enjoy, I enjoy watching documentaries on bands that I'm not even fans of. Exactly. I really enjoy that. And you know what? They're a bunch of nice guys, man. Exactly. You know? And and you, you know what, Perry? Uh, uh, the passage of time always, you know, time heals all wounds, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But you see these bands have been at it for 25, 30 years, 40 years. You got to give them the credit that they deserve, you know? Christ, you don't even want to yeah. talk to your family sometime after 40 years, yeah, you know? they're likable guys. And exactly. hopefully, I don't know, like, are they in the so-called rock and roll hall of fame oh i don't want to talk about that crap i hate oh, yeah. all the fames and academy yeah, awards yeah. and all this other shit yep. it's all just popular then we run away from that in high school i'm sorry but uh, but i mean when you when you see oh, yeah, documentaries they... about people right. usually the next year they're nominated for the rock like right like right. cheryl crow i do ooh, not like cheryl crow Ooh, another person on i do not like list. cheryl crow but so there was a documentary called cheryl and it's like garrett <laughs> Guarantee you, she's going to be nominated for the Rock and Roll well, Hall of Fame know, next you, year. It, you know, it's Perry, what it, they do. You know, okay. Now that you open the door, I got to kick it open a little bit. This Hall of Fame stuff. We talked kick about it. this before on previous mm -hmm. shows. You know, if you're a friend of Jan Wenner, then you're instantly in, even if you sold like six records or whatever. Right. You know, this outlying right. importance they gave to these early rock and roll pioneers is just absolutely ridiculous. You know, it right. took them 30 years to actually spread it around to, you know, get, you know, African American uh, acts, not just rap, just, you know, any people of color, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. And of course, you know, <laughs> John, what's his name? John Werner or whatever, whatever. Yeah, that name. guy. He loves John Lennon but hates Paul McCartney. You know, like, oh, Jesus. you're an asshole. You know, <laughs> what an Call asshole. Him like you see it, Barry. Call and, him like you see and, it. And you know, oh yeah, and Tom Hanks too. By the way, is on, on like the rock and roll. Like, you know what? You're an asshole too, Tom <laughs> Hanks. You know, ten thousand dollars for a ticket. So Wait. some of these people that are, are nominated, they can't even afford. To bring I their family. I know. And, and Perry, you know, when we talked about this in an earlier show, my whole thing was, 
why is everything televised? Because that ruins everything. The early ones, they had these impromptu, you know, jam sessions and everything. Now everything's scripted and uh, fuck, come on, man. Wasn't it yeah. you who told me that, you know, the young rascals couldn't play their own songs because, you know, no, they had sort they, of dispute. They, I, or... No, no, that wasn't that. They had to do a medley. Oh, they God had to almighty. do like, you know, 20 second medley. Like, Jesus, let them play three fucking songs, man. What what what, what is that? So it could fit into the TV time slot. Yeah, ah. and also, what's this bit with you know a bunch of people in tuxedos? Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. with with rock and roll, like oh, oh please, man. <laughs> you know what? We'll we'll do a bitch fest show on that in one of the future shows. How about that, Tom? It sounds good to me. But uh, here's the one thing, Perry. You know, here I bitch and moan about it, but I got to tell you, like two or three of the best performances. That yeah. they televised are just fantastic. There was a great one by Roxy Music, the last one before the pandemic. They did a couple of great friggin' songs. And um, when The Cure, when The Cure were inducted in and they played just like Kevin, everybody in that place went berserk. And, you know, that's what you want to see. You know, that's not some tightly scripted thing. People are throwing shoes in the air because it's such yeah. a friggin' great well, song. Well, the, you know? the Cure, that was kind of funny because it's like you know, 65-year-old Robert Smith <laughs> with, with wild hair and lipstick. It's like, oh, wow. <laughs> You know, I, I was trying to be tactful. I didn't want to say it, but, you know, he's still rocking the red lipstick right, and the white right, sneakers. Right, and shit. Yeah. Of course, he's carrying 30 extra pounds. I mean, who well, is Well, yeah, it's know? like, uh, it's like, uh, you know, Gary Glitter trying to fit into a pair of skinny jeans, you know. <laughs> Someone's going to lose an eye when he tries to button the shirt, man. Holy shit. Oh, good stuff, man. But, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll bitch about that. We'll, we'll, we'll have yeah. a real slap fest about that. Let's have get you back got another tri trivia question? Yeah, I was going to say, let's let's get back to try to stump Perry. Which one was that one? That was the... Uh, Let's see. I here. I, it was oh, that was that was Santana Journey, the Journey guys. And no, Santana no, that was something, um right? the the two Roger Taylors. Oh, the it? Roger Taylors. Yeah, Duran Duran oh. was the other one. Yeah. Okay. Let all right. All right. Let's forget this shit. Uh, we are gonna stump Perry right now. Okay. You ready? You got it. Okay. Um, which former? This one's gonna get Perry. Which former member of King Crimson went on to co-found Foreigner? Perry. Yeah. The you guy's know. name is Ian. What? Perry. <laughs> Perry. You're you're half correct. Uh now now the thing is the the, the surname. The uh, Come on, bring it home, Perry. Bring it home. Come uh, on. Ian. Born player. It's Come a on. Mac. It's it's Come McDonald. On. It's McDonald. Old McDonald. You are exactly correct. Ian McDonald. Ian played, McDonald. Um, who played um reeds and stuff like that but he's one of these guys he also played guitar and that's know, right singer foreigner foreigner had a horn section yeah like, yes, well not a horn did. section they had like a saxophone this is the guy right then yep. it was monday a day like any other day yeah, the saxophone yep. all over that song <laughs> and that Foreign was is ian, McDon ian mcdonald, ian McDonald yep. and of course they cool. kicked him out after a couple records he's probably two you know very uh, cool I, I don't think they kicked him out i think he just left and they trimmed down to like a four piece because they used to have, you know, another yeah. another guitar player and everything. So less well, miles at the till, you know. How about so, do you want to go into a live look back? No, Perry, I have to stump you. I want to I'm gonna oh, give you, you one more. more one more trivia question. And I'm I'm gonna be irritated if we go this whole season with you get every single one. Okay. Okay. This is one of your favorite I know you know this band, but I don't know if you know this one. Okay. How many different guitarists have played on Deep Purple studio albums? Oh, well, let me count them off by hand now. Uh Richie okay. Blackmore. 
of course. He's the original only guitar player, right? Up, even when uh, they started in 68, right? Yeah, he was the he guitar was player. He was the guy. Then there was Tommy Bolin. Oh, my God, Perry. You're, two, you're two-thirds of the way there. You're two-thirds of the way. Now, Tommy Bolin, I've heard that name so many times. And yeah. there was another guy. Um, Perry, when you look into the history of these bands, okay, there's a bunch of bands. Deep yeah. Purple, Rainbow. Dio, David Coverdale, guys switched on and off between these bands. You would not believe. Yes, yeah. yeah and uh, even Black Sabbath, you know, Dio was in all three of them. And it's just interesting. It's just, they all lived in the same town, I guess. I don't know. I, Come on, Perry. I, it's the guy. I know who it is. It's the guy from the Dixie Dregs. Yes, yes. Come right? on. His name is Steve. Steve, Steve. Morse. Oh, Perry. You, Steve you know Morse. What? I throw up my hands, Perry. I can't stump you. Steve Moore. So, so that's three. There have been three guitar players. The three guitar Purple, players. Right? Yep. So I, I, assume, Steve Morse. I assume Steve Morse is still in Deep Purple. He's been in there longer than anybody else. But uh, I just read recently um, yeah. that they're on they're on the road or they're touring, but he's not touring with them because, unfortunately, I think his wife is ill. So he, he I don't think he's touring with them right now. I know they're playing in Europe somewhere, but uh, I wonder who's playing with them. I wonder who the guitar player is. Hmm. Let me ask you a question. Ask your question. Do you remember, I've been listening to this band lately. It's a group from, I think, the, the 80s. Okay. They're called Shoes. Shoes. Too late, too late. Too okay. Late. They were a great power pop band. Okay, now. the Midwest in America. Did they have a female lead singer? No. It was uh, okay. four guys. I'm thinking of the shirts. Okay. All right. So no, shoes. This, they're okay. not called the shoes. They're just called shoes. Shoes. Got it. Yeah. And they had, uh, they were like one, I guess, part of that early MTV thing. Okay. But All they right. had some good power pop hits, and I've been listening to them lately. Yep. Now, Perry, where would you listen to them? You're just throwing them on your, you know, um, iPod random, or you look them up YouTube? or No, I look them the up. Yeah, I look them up, yeah, because I, I, I was just thinking, yeah, remember that band Shoes? I always liked that song, <laughs> Too Late, Too Late. Great, and I like the way they blended their voices in. So maybe next next time when we go on the air, I'll play a sample of them. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But let me ask you a question, Tom. Okay, Perry. Oh no. <laughs> get a ball thrown off. <laughs> <laughs> now, Perry, I haven't recently sat on my helmet, but when I do, it's always to protect my balls from bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is that? Is that Full Metal Jacket or Apocalypse? No, that was Apocalypse, Apocalypse Now. now when, uh, the guy, uh, you know, the uh, Navy guys are asking the Army guys, how come all you guys sit on your helmets? Oh, like, yeah, balls blown off. Uh, the, the twin terrors of the war in Southeast Asia. Good <laughs> yeah. God. Oh, shit. So what do you have for a live look back, Tom? Oh, Perry. We have an excellent live look, look back from the 60s. Okay, so this band, it's Brian Auger and Julie Driscoll with the Trinity. That's yes. how it's built. So it's Brian Auger, the keyboard player, this absolute master of the Hammond, and the uh, singer, Julie Driscoll. And they played with the band called Trinity, which was their rhythm section. So it would be guitar player, bass player, and a drummer. Now, in this particular clip, it's from our old favorite beat club in Germany from yes. early 1969. Um, the guitar player had stepped away for a little while. 
he had you know, like kind of quit for I don't know. He went to find mm-hmm. himself. He came back later, but in this performance, it's just the uh, uh, the drummer and the bass player Brian Auger playing Hammond. Now, Perry, this guy Brian Auger is just great. It's like rock and roll organ. He played with everybody. He played on a ton of um, ton of uh, bands from the '60s, uh, anywhere from jo- uh, Rod Stewart, Jeff Beck. Um, he had his own band. I was touring right up until right before the pandemic. Um, little known fact, um, Perry, do you know that song for your love? Of course. Yeah. Okay. So he was friends with those guys, um, the Yardbirds, and they asked him to come and play on a session. So he goes into the, you know, the studio and he's like, Oh, you want some piano or there's no piano in the room. He's or like, Marcus yeah. by Goldman Sachs. I don't know, yeah. you know, organ. And they're like, no, all they had in there was a harpsichord, Perry. So really? that's what, you, that's what you hear on for your love. For your love. Wow. That's really? a harpsichord. Yeah. And uh, he didn't even know how to play it. He's like, give me 10 minutes. He worked out this little arrangement. Uh, isn't that amazing? That is absolutely amazing. Now, this clip here. Um, do you have a sample of it? I do have a sample of it, Perry. Uh, this is called um, Why Am I Treated So Bad? Now, this is originally written by um, Pop Staples. The Staple Singers. Whoa, you're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. Uh, it's a great song. There was many, many um, versions of it. Uh, there you go. Great organ. Yeah. Am I treated so bad? Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, no, he's got this crazy organ. Uh-huh. And I treat it so bad. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Julie Driscoll was just a um, a great singer, great singer she, in the yeah. late 60s from England. Still alive? She's still alive? Uh, still alive, yep. She was um, great, yeah. They were play- she was playing in tour. Again, the pandemic fucked up everything, so I don't know if they still are, but these people were... You know, doing their regular tours and everything. They're, she's in her late 70s. Um, but she had a very distinctive, very attractive woman, very distinctive look. She had short hair. Mm-hmm. Um, she had uh, a great, sultry, bluesy voice. Uh, they were perfect match. Um, they had huge hits with some other covers. They did a, a cover of um, Season of the Witch. That was a Whoa. big, big hit in yeah. England. Um, did Donovan and, write that song? Yep. Um they didn't really quite break in America. They didn't quite. They didn't have any hits in America. Um, Brian Auger and Julie Driscoll, mm-hmm. but they had some top ten hits in England. And uh, I love this version. It's 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 my thing. It's like rock organ. I love yeah. it. I love it. That was great. Yeah. And, well, you know what? Europe's a big country too. There's a lot of people who sell records all over Europe. <laughs> exactly. And you never and again, hear of them cl- in America. That clip is from you know our favorite you know Beat Club. I love yeah, that show. Yep. I love that show. That's a German television show. Yep. Yep. They always give the audience, you know, it always had great sound. You know, they always gave them great latitude. They could do whatever version of songs they wanted. Yeah. It was a really good show. Really good show. It's like, uh, for instance, uh, that group Golden Earring, right? Oh, now, yeah. People in this country, they know basically two songs, Radar Love and The, the Bullet Hits the Bone. Yeah. But ten years o- apart. Ten years ten apart. Ten years apart. But all over Europe. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're yeah. they're you know all over Germany and Netherlands and yeah. wherever else. They're, yeah. Yep. You know, my brother was in the service in the seventies, and he, he was in Germany, and he said every weekend somewhere in Germany there'd just be like a fest, you know, and there'd be like eight or nine bands, you know, Foghat, yeah. and you know, 
10 years after and everything. And they'd play out in the field for like all weekend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the great German people knew how to party, man. Absolutely. Yep. Plenty yep. of land. Let's get out there and rock. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, anyway, uh, so I've got the cars oh, for a live man. look back. I have two of them, actually. I have one here. Let's see if we can hear it. I think they're funny and really sort of adorable. Here they are, the cars. Oh, yeah. Solid. Oh, my God. Dance all night. Shake it they up. were rocking. They were rocking, man. No, and, Perry. Uh, Elliot Easton. Elliot That's Easton. That's the guy. The lefty guitar player. That's the oh. guy. But oh, I like yeah. this clip because they're both playing pink fenders. Really? Yeah. So uh, Elliot Easton's playing a pink Stratocaster, and Rico Kasich's <laughs> playing a pink fender music master or whatever kind of guitar he liked to play yep when that song was a huge hit and it was a number one hit i believe um you know so you hear it on the radio and you yeah, know it's yeah. it's smooth you know all the rough edges are smoothed off it's yeah, a great yeah, production yeah, yeah. Yep. and it's a number one pop hit the height of technology and everything like that but this clip that you sent us you know live oh my god it rocks so hard you yeah. know it's it's the drumming is yeah. really rough and tough and elliot easton he adds the whole thing that he's got a little bit of a um his guitar sound on this clip is a little rough. It's a little ragged, and it suits it well. Yeah, you know? yep. He's just a great, great player. Yeah. Now I've got another live clip from them. Uh oh. It's it's one of my it's it's a song I really like because it's got this odd time signature. It's called Oh No Touch and Go. Oh yeah. yeah. And he does he does his little Buddy Holly thing. Touch and go. Uh oh. Right. Uh -oh. <laughs> he also has that great line. I touch your star. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. What a great Liz, that's odd. Yeah, it is. Wow. It's like Dave Brubeck. What an odd time signature. Yeah. The bass sounds really good. Ben Orr. Oh yeah. And I like that mm -hmm. uh, the keyboard with uh Greg Hawks. Greg Hawks, yep. Great beat. Uh, David Robinson, drummer. David Robinson, drummer. There we go. We've named them all there, Perry. Yeah. And I like that it comes back to an, almost a normal uh, normal pace. Here we go. No. And it gets that little shuffle. There's Buddy Holly. You know, Perry, when these guys, that last record they had, it had like five or six top ten hits. Yeah. You know, who's going to drive you home tonight? Yeah. No, that, yeah. I, know was that, I know that was number one. Let hit. me see if I can cop his uh, guitar solo. There we go. And go. There we go. Give us some guitar. Wow. 
guy one of the wow. best lead guitarists. He really is, man. And it's just like the record. And then they go back to that that odd beat. That is great. Wow, Barry. That guy, Elliot Easton, that's the guy. You want that guy in your band, man. Oh, you know? Jesus, do you want him in your band? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> We're going to sell some records. We're going to get free drinks. The chicks well, are going to love us. But it's just it's just the job that he does. Yeah. yeah. So let's say Rick Ocasek writes the songs, right? But yep. the, the ability to listen to it, right? And, and of course, and work, it it out, needs. work it out as a band. Yep. And... You know, granted, it's a formula where, you know, we're going to do two bars and a chorus and a guitar solo. Right. And right, then we're going right. to swing it back around on a turnaround and all right. this. But, but it works. There's nothing wrong with formula. There's nothing wrong with formula when it works. You know, it is, you know it's like a template. Right. You know? Especially in pop. Especially exactly. in pop because they were a pop band. Exactly. Right? You know, and like I said, you know, it sounds just like the record, but it doesn't. You know, it's got a, a different tone. It's just yeah. what you want. Yep. It's recognizable. So people are like, what the hell is yeah. that? You know, it's similar. You know, it's really, yeah. really good. He's a tremendous player. Well, I got tired of their first, you know, their first, what was their first hit? What was yes. their first? It wasn't uh, Shake It Up. There was one before that, wasn't there? Right. Uh, uh, and it's just, it was overkill. Like, I've heard this yeah. thing as much as I've heard Stairway to Heaven. I don't want to hear it I don't anymore. want you coming here and right. wasting all my time. Yeah, that was played yeah. 8 billion times. That was the first right. big thing. I yeah. didn't, and you know, anytime, you know, you went to see a band, a cover band, they're all playing Roxanne, and they're playing that <laughs> song. It's like, I don't want to hear it anymore, man. You now, Perry, it's, it's funny you say that, because I went to, um, when you had first sent that to me, I went looking through my ticket stubs, because I know I saw cars at least three times. Mm -hmm. Now, I could only find two stubs. The first one was from this great show. I, I, I can't remember. You know, this is when I was in high school. I snuck out to see the show uh, yeah. at the Palladium, the old wow. Academy of Music on 14th Street. Yeah. Yep. Cheap trick with the cars. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's great. And then I have one from 1980, December 4th, 1980, the cars with ecstasy, XTC in, uh, at Madison Square Garden. So you saw Andy Partridge. And XTC Live. Yep. Now, I wow. wasn't a fan of the band at the time. I, I can't lie to you. Oh, so you you didn't know what they played? Or, I didn't uh, know. Right? I, uh, wasn't English Crossing, isn't that around 1980? English Crossing? No, what's the what's the big... That's uh, a Rod Stewart record, Atlantic Not Crossing. English Crossing. Um, what was the big thing with um, XTC, their big giant... Um, English Settlement. English Settlement, there you go. Yeah. All, all, the only song I knew by them is because my friend George Fellner's band used to carry it, uh, cover it was... One, two, three, four, five. Senses working. Yeah, yeah. That's from English Settlement. Yeah. That was the only song I knew about that. But you know what? Uh, so you uh, saw them at that period. Yes. Wow. Um, the, but again, I wasn't a fan of the band right. at the time. But, so but I had to know, tell you. You didn't know Jason and the Argonauts. And, no, uh, I didn't know any of these right. cool songs. And um I was gonna say, uh, it, it didn't suit them, the huge venue. MSG. No, it didn't no, suit they either were band. Not, they were not. In fact, the uh well, Andy Andy Partridge had an issue with volume, and uh, he could not continue touring anymore. They just became a studio band. Yeah, I that. mean, yeah, it, it, you know, it, it's one thing, you know, Led Zeppelin or Stones, and I'm not denigrating the Cars at all, mm -hmm. but it's just, um, 
I don't know. It was just this big giant venue. They didn't seem to like fill it well. Yeah. You know? I mean, there was it was sold out. Don't get me wrong, but you know, seeing yeah. them in a smaller venue, I saw them a bunch of times in smaller venues. It, it, it brought out their best. Well, if I could just side note XTC because I'm a huge fan of them. Yes. And uh, there's a documentary out there. It's called This Is Pop, <laughs> and it's it's about XTC. And uh, Andy Partridge says that for some reason his mother, I guess a wacky, real wacky lady. I don't know put him on volume as a little kid oh jesus and he was on volume all through you know xtc oh, and then he God. decided to just stop one day figured i could stop i don't need a doctor's oh no advice or whatever and it was the wrong thing he almost lost his mind really and, yeah so he could not continue on the road so that's xtc became a studio band after that you see, yeah you see that a lot you know um yeah, yeah. everyone always thinks that yeah. lifestyle is uh, you know next week when we get vernon on the show he, he give us some insights into touring and it's not a bed of roses man even for these even for these big time you know Great. oh yeah band. vernon perone uh yes will be on next show right the road dog yes he's got he's got stories to tell i mean we'll get we'll get a couple good stories out of vernon vernon's cool. been on the oh, road I've, with Dan. i've got another live thing right here all right I like it, Perry. It's Doyle Hargrave and the, the Sling Blade Sling Blade Porch Band. <laughs> <laughs> but the drummer, the drummer is Mickey Jones. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's why they sound good. So it's like a little, uh, it's like a little instrumental surf thing, I guess that they were yeah, doing, right? Yeah, a little James Bond thing. Yeah. Yep. Mickey yep. Jones famed. We talked about Mickey Jones. What was that? A, a couple of months ago, when he was um, in the um, what's Kenny Rogers in the Kenny first Rogers edition? Band. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When they just dropped by to see what condition my condition is, and he's amazing. Yeah. Yep. He's amazing for what he doesn't do, as for much what he is. Such yeah. a solid, you know, assured tempo is perfect. Every, yep. you know, every movement, when you see it, when you actually see a drummer like him, he's great. Everything is just so thought out. Nothing's accidental. Really, really good drummer. Yeah. Oh, so Tom, you're, yes. you're a songwriter. I'm a songwriter. We All write right. songs together sometimes, right? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So have you got a, a you have a Reverb Nation page, right? I do have a Reverb people, Nation page. Uh, if anybody wants to listen to a few songs that you've written out there, what is the address to your page? Well, that's funny you should say that. It is... Um, people's republic of love that's what i record under that's my little uh thing and uh that's on um reverb nation just punch, punch in people's republic of love and i'll come up uh no pictures i'm not vain i don't have pictures of myself no this is, this is this is audio yeah it's yeah, all about yeah. the music and uh yeah. yeah you can hear some of my stuff there you know um i didn't put up any stuff that i wrote with you perry i just put up just um stuff that you know solo writing stuff yeah well i'm not i have uh on if you look up perry dedovich on right. reverb nation i've got a few songs up there and uh there might be maybe there's one up there tom that i wrote that you and i wrote together i'm not quite sure but uh okay. if anyone wants to look it up on reverb nation perry dedovich or mm -hmm. the people's republic of love there you go all and right. yours has to have the in front of it, right? It's the uh, People's Republic of Love. Is that it? I believe I've tried it both ways. You gotta. You, uh, I know you've had some trouble finding it before. Uh, you just gotta hunt around a little bit. Try it with the, and try it without it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I I just go to it because uh, I haven't signed in because I have a different um, 
email address, so they won't let me in. So I keep using the old one. So I haven't changed anything. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, yeah. Well, let's let's check that out. Yeah, definitely and, uh, check it out. Yep. Those so are. So it was a good show, Tom. And uh, a very good show. Let's go into the closing theme. Okay. okay. And uh, we'll. Uh, uh-oh, here we go. We'll talk to you guys next time, right? Another great show. Tom and Prairie Music Show. We're here not every Tom week. Tom Music Show. Oh, yeah, and um, we have an email address, Tom, do we not? Yes, we do. Do you want to give it out? Sure. It's Tom and Perry Music Show. That's an and, not an ampersand, all one word, at gmail.com. That's yes. Tom and Perry Music Show at gmail.com. Yep. I'll say it again once the music stops. Yeah, drop us a line. Let us know what you think. Suggestions, complaints, comments, anything you want. Checks, anything. Denied <laughs> remarks. <laughs> Great show, Perry. Uh, thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. And it's Tom and Perry Music Show at gmail.com. All right. See you, Tom. Good night, everybody. Good night.